so excited about who's next. Allie Privet is our next guest on Fempreneur Coach Connection, and she's talking about becoming the strongest versions of yourself. She's a speaker, coach, and trainer that helps individuals and businesses elevate into the strongest versions of themselves, where each day is built with intentional space to avoid burnout and instead is fueled with sustainable strategies they can implement anytime, anywhere, and at any level. Through personal coaching and training, along with lessons on mindset, habits, and nutrition, she teaches you how to get stronger in all areas of your life. I'm beyond excited to welcome this powerful, strong woman to the show. Have you ever looked in the mirror and wanted something more? More in business, home life, relationship life? Say word if you agree. Word. In 2019, I created a business for coaches to market in this wacky way, virtual events, all with a seven to seven job. I'm a full-time nurse, by the way. And like you, there were just not enough hours in the day. My partner was feeling alone and generally this wasn't fun anymore. But then I realized I needed to build myself back up, mind, body, soul, and even my business. So I created a show that does just that, interviewing all types of coaches, life, wellness, fertility, career, financial, wealth, and business. Join me on my journey with some of the best coaches who want to empower other coaches to live their best lives and build businesses that fulfill them. My name is Nicole Beatty, and this is Vimpanor Coach Connection. All right, welcome to the show, Allie. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh my goodness, I'm excited to have you because, you know, as I was reading up on you and your bio, I was like, oh, she really like talks about a lot of different things and talks about strength training. And I'm like, uh oh, okay, well, you know, this is the girl <laughs> I need in my yeah. life right now to really focus on being prosperous in many ways, including my physical condition. So I'm excited that you're here. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm excited for the show. Yeah. So, okay. Tell me when you say we're, I'm going to get right into it because, you know, it gets kind of like hairy with some phrases and I want to make sure I understand what do you mean about becoming the strongest version of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let me, let me kind of tell you a little bit about my background. So I have always been like a thrill seeker, adrenaline junkie, and like pushing my body mind to like extreme levels. And so I've run multiple marathons and my last full marathon that I ran, I was like, you know what? I am so strong. I'm so awesome. I can do all these cool things. I just ran, you know, 26 miles, uh, 42 kilometers. And I was hanging out with some friends and they were like, Hey, if you can do all that, I bet you can do a pull-up. And I like was in the gym and I couldn't lift my body even up like an an inch, an Mm -hmm. inch. And it kind of like started something inside of me where I was like, okay, like, yes, I can do all of these things, but I don't feel like physically strong um, in other areas. Like I felt so imbalanced. So I went on this like journey of getting physically stronger. And in that process, I did a lot of mindset work. I had to change like my habits and how I view things. I had to do a lot of like inner work and that inner strength, along with just like long hours at the gym and putting in the work, there's something that kind of clicked and transformed inside of me. And it's where now, I mean, being able to do 
some of the ridiculous lifts that I can do. And I've almost gotten 10 body weight pull-ups is just like getting other people to be strong physically is Mm -hmm. like the journey that helps you get strong in all other areas. And so I guess I've just been able to build the strongest version of myself through that journey. And then I've always kind of coached people informally and I just decided to formalize it and help other people and see their own transformation with, you know, yes, getting physically stronger, but then also doing a lot of inner work through that process. There's something about committing to yourself that, and prioritizing yourself and your body, because you only get one body that really does make a difference overall. So that's, that's kind of like when I think of being strong, it is a physical like process, like lifting weights and doing things in your body that you never thought possible, but that has transformational effects in every other area of your life. Okay. So that, whoa. Okay. So first (laughs) off, the fact that you actually, you know, ran a marathon and did all these kinds of miles, like kudos to you. I've never even dreamed of doing it. I'll, I'm the one on the side. Good job. You want like some, you know, popcorn or you're doing it. I mean, that's me. But, you know, I'm interested in how to get over the mindset to even just get to running the marathon. I don't know. There's a block again. <laughs> y'all know me. I'm trying to get some coaching for my on So when you don't want to exercise and you're talking about, it's more than exercise for you. I mean, it's a mental, it's a physical thing, but it's more than just I'm, I'm exercising. You know what I mean? Yes. How do you get beyond just, I don't want to exercise. Like, but I'm sure there's more there. I'm sure that, so you be the coach and coach me on that. (laughs) Okay. So I would, I would kind of start like, do you see yourself as an active person, as someone who even enjoys working out? Like, do you No. Okay. So like, (laughs) is that something that you even want to add into your life? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I don't know if you know the background of, I'm a registered nurse. Yes. So I know and see every single time I go into a pa- almost every patient's room, the dangers of what not being physically active, not being healthy has done to people, what the ramifications. So in one way, it's a fear, like, I don't want to be like them. But another way, it's just, you know, it's just about feeling good. And people who exercise mm. seem to feel good. Like they, they're like, you know, the endorphins, I haven't gotten them yet. The endorphins y'all talk about, (laughs) but like you guys seem to feel good and you just have that energy and like you do stuff. Yes. There is something magical that happens when you exercise and move your body and kind of stretch your body. There is like this, there is a block you have to get over. I will say that, that you're going to have to, you have to really figure out what's your why. So let me give you an example. Some of my clients are, you know, they're, they're moms or they're just feeling their age and they're feeling like the creaks in their body and, or they have aging parents and they're seeing just like you saw as a nurse that their body and taking care of it is important. So then that translates into what can I do today to just what will make my body feel good? And so you can start small with a stretching practice or a yoga practice or walking around the block that you, you ultimately have to find something that you enjoy. Yes. You have to find something that you enjoy that gets you to a place of consistency. 
that you can then build from. And it is exploring the why. It is exploring, you know, what is potentially holding you back or like, what, how do you want to feel? And all of those things come into strength building. Like if you're not doing something, there's a reason you're going to have to uncover it. And it has to be a strong enough why that you do it even on the days you don't feel like it. At mm, some point, that's true. <laughs> yeah, right. Like at some point, you'll kind of get over that part of strength building, like, or an active lifestyle, like it becomes a part of you. But if it's not already a part of your lifestyle and you don't see yourself in that lifestyle, then it's hard to go from like zero to 100. Right. So it's about starting somewhere. And it's about finding a really deep why, like, why do you, why do you want those endorphins? Like, or why, why do you, you know, want to be stronger? Yeah. What would drive that beyond the day-to-day busyness and hectic lifestyle that you already have? And like finding that inner peace is a huge motivator for just doing rather than thinking about it. Okay. I, th- this show has really been about but about me, but <laughs> it's about really working through things and what are what are my mindset blocks? And for sure, with exercise and nutrition, there's been, and I'm sure a lot of the people listening, there's been those blocks. Yes, we do want to get physically stronger. I mean, mm. mentally too, because it all really truly goes together. But it's it is something. It is a block from getting there. What do you say to those clients? You even kind of go, yeah, no, you need. <laughs> You need to work through that with a therapist. Get out of my office. <laughs> like, what do, what do you say to people who come to you like like me? Like, yeah, no, I just don't do that. Well, I mean, I if if it's not something that you want to do, like I'm I'm not going to be able to convince you that you want to. But it does sound though like you have some areas that you're like I I want to get started. And that's a fun piece for me is that like, okay, let's find some activity that you enjoy that we can just get on your calendar. And let's just then talk through how you felt before, during, and after it. Because once you start talking about, you actually have to do something. You do have to do something. Um, like, so <laughs> we, would, we, would, we would find something that you enjoy doing or in your mind you think you would enjoy doing and then evaluate that. And then you go from there. And at some point, at some point, you're going to find something that you enjoy, something you can do with your family, something that makes you feel good. And then it kind of, it can snowball. It it really can. I mean, I've had, I've had clients who were like, I've never weight trained ever before. And now they're like five days a week. They're like so hardcore. Now don't get me wrong. It did not start like that on day one or even month one. And it's, it's a process. It's a journey. And I think when you, when you realize that your body and how you take care of it, it it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to make progress. You let go of a lot of the things that like today doesn't matter. Well, yeah, maybe it doesn't, but like 10 minutes is better than no minutes. Mm-hmm. One minute is better than no minutes. And I have a, I tell my clients that are struggling on any particular date, 11 minutes. I want you to go walk for 11 minutes. Tell me how you feel. And if you're truly like exhausted, then 11 minutes will be more than enough of just walking. But usually it's not a physical tiredness. It's a mental tiredness. And the 11 minutes resets you and then kind of clears out your mind to them being like, oh, well, okay, I'm already like warmed up. What else could I do? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing is it's really about getting you started on something that makes you feel good, 
And from there, it can usually snowball. Okay, that makes sense. But I also like quote that. I really do like how you said, uh, you know, one minute is better than no minute. It's because, you know, when I think of exercise, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got to do 30 minutes, you know, cardio. I'm like, I don't want to do none of that. Like, it's hot or, you know, for people, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm getting down to the basics here. It's hot or, you know, especially for, you know, uh, you know, again, this is going deeper for plus size people. It's physically hard Mm. to actually do exercise. And I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm saying, have you ever had an F cup and running? It sucks. (laughs) Yeah. It sucks, y'all. Like, you know, have you ever, you know, there's certain things, have you ever had to, you know, do planks or whatever you call them things where you got to get down on the ground, (laughs) you know, whatever. That is not, it's physically sometimes impossible for certain exercises to go with certain bodies. So yeah, I just say that for that. But you you gave me something to think about. Quote that. <laughs> One, One minute, minute is better than no minutes. And I, right. I can receive that for sure. So, okay, let's get away from coaching me because that's what ends up happening on the show a lot of time. But let's go into kind of like your three pillars here. And the first one is getting out of your head, which obviously I need to do. <laughs> so can you talk to us more about that and how we can do that? Absolutely. So we kind of touched on that a little bit. And getting out of your head means like you have all these buzzing thoughts. And on average, the average person has like 70,000 thoughts a day. And Mm -hmm. most of those can be negative. So retraining, like anything that comes across like an I can't statement, like I, I can't go for a run today, I have to do x, y, and z, or I can't, you know, do my meditative practice today, because of whatever x, y, and z. And it is getting out of your head and instead flipping the script of what can I do today and being very specific on what you can do and holding yourself accountable to that, whether that's, you know, writing it down, scheduling it out and doing something. So, right, just committing to something and going with it for that day or that week or that month or however long you are like in your head about something. But I, I find that the thoughts of like I ruminate on and I just just stay there and they loop and they loop and they loop. If I take action on those thoughts, I usually release a lot of what I was just looping in my head. And I spend way less time than thinking about it rather than just doing it. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that, you know, kind of resonated with me there as you were talking about it is that if you set the time, one of the things is, uh, you know, I'll be like, I'll do it in the morning. That never works. Mm. I never do it. <laughs> that never works. So it's like, you know, and also I've also in the past had a reward system. And I don't know if a reward system just doesn't work for me, but you know, like, okay, which is probably wrong. And you're probably going to like, no, Nicole, no, Nicole. <laughs> but being like, you know, hey, if I go for and do this exercise, I'm I'm going to go to, you know, a fast food chain against as a reward, which I know you're like, oh, sheesh. No, don't do that. But it, it's a that's a hard thing to uh, unprogram because yeah. I know personally, I was raised where you like food was a reward. Yeah. And that is a huge like that's I mean, in my opinion, like toxic diet culture. And it is. But it is it is a, a 
very difficult thing to get out of your head. Like, because it's, it's everywhere. Like this whole idea, like, Oh, if you run a mile, you're working off this much of a Snickers bar. Or like, if you, if you do cardio for this long, you can eat this much. And it is like, yes. no, no, like we can't associate like food with like our work ethic. Like those need to be totally separate, separate. but it, okay. that is a huge mindset piece and block or, or rather like, it can be because like, then you're like, Oh, well, if I only do five minutes, then I'm only like, that's only like a marshmallow. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Then you're like, Oh, well, it's not good enough. Like five minutes isn't good enough. And like, what if five minutes daily, I mean, that that's a compound effect that, that five minutes daily, if you committed to five minutes a day to, I don't know, doing something movement wise, that's a lot of minutes that like that's over 1500 minutes so I mean there's something to be said about that and that has nothing to do with like how much food you're putting in your mouth those are but a lot of people struggle with that for sure do you love repurposing your content trick question because most of the time people say no they don't have the time the energy or they just don't know how to repurpose their content the best way What if I told you that I have a system where we can take one day and repurpose several pieces of your pillar content and create over 130 assets for you to use now and in the future? Well, go to fempreneuronline.com to learn more and to schedule a consultation with me. So tell me, like, should we like counting calories and you know how like you're on the treadmill and I said, oh, you... You know, 400 calories and you're like oh yeah let me go to the fast food <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i can get like something that's fun you know a nice stickers bars it's only a thousand calories you know what i mean like like should we be counting calories at all because that also becomes kind of like annoying i don't know if that's the way of of just like oh i gotta count this calorie or you know yeah by the by the thing should we be doing that i'll preface this with i am not a nutritionist or registered dietitian by any means. However, I will say that knowing how to fuel your body correctly, and if you've never tracked macros, if you've never tracked calories before, if you don't even have a baseline for like what you're eating and how how you're eating, then you have nowhere to improve. So this is something that I honestly cannot remember where I heard it, but I know I'm like, this is not me, but it is what gets measured gets like modified or gets, gets, you you work on it. Now I'm forgetting the whole phrase, but if if you measure something, like if you just get a baseline, so something that I'll do with my clients is I'll just have them take like photos of their food. And Mm -hmm. then I'll just be like, let's just have a conversation about, about what you ate and how you felt. And on those days, and that's just opening up the door. Like most people know what they need to change. And, but when you put it in front of yourself and just hold yourself accountable to that, then you can really kind of dial in and make small changes. So I would say if you've never tracked like, and have no idea how many calories you're even putting in your, putting your body every day, then you probably do want to do that as a baseline. At some point, though, you learn how to gauge that and understand how your body is like how you are fueled. And I think that's much more important. I I personally rarely track my calories, uh, probably because I know now having like I know how to do it. So I can look at something and almost automatically know how many calories it is. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it is it is how it is. But like intuitively, I know how to fuel my body. 
And I think the number on a scale is one data point for how you feel yet. It has a lot of reason for how people make themselves feel about that certain number. And culturally, there's a lot of stigma around our weight number. And yet for me, I don't really care personally the number on the scale if your body feels good and you're strong and you're moving your body. Like there's definitely things that can make you feel better, but Mm -hmm. I think there's better things than calorie counting and fixating on a certain numerical value when there's so many other dimensions of health. Oh my goodness, quote everything you just said there. Because, <laughs> no, seriously. And as a nurse, as you were saying, the data point, I always say, you know, for new nurses, I also teach uh, nursing school. So the new nurses, shout out to you new nurses. So we always talk about, you know, they'll be like, oh my goodness, the blood pressure is 87 over, you know, no, that's too low. Uh, that's a low blood pressure. <laughs> but, you know, they'll say something. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm unimpressed. I go, mm. well, what's your assessment? What else is there? Well, you know, do they look like their blood pressure is 87? Are they dizzy? There's all these other data mm. points. So when you said weight is a data point, but you're also caring about the fact, are they moving? How do they feel? Are they fueling their body appropriately? I can respect that and appreciate that. I'll go on and on about that, but I can respect that. So quote that. Okay. <laughs> right. that. When I say quote that, that means that's good. Okay, so <laughs> let's go to the next one because I want to make sure we get in all of these things. Simplifying tasks. What do you mean by that? So we we kind of touched on this a little bit, but you know, and you're saying like, I'm going to do this in the morning. Okay. Let's get real specific and like, let's simplify it. Let's make it something that you can do. So if you have any hesitation about building strength, then we are overcomplicating it. Like Mm -hmm. it needs to be something you can do every day with like, with ease. And so simplifying, if all you can commit to is we'll use planks since you talked about those, but like, no, let's you not want, use planks. Was that, no, I ain't doing that. I'm well, sorry. You can okay. That. Let's just say <laughs> you running doesn't sound good. Planks doesn't sound good, but like going for a walk or walking on the treadmill does sound good. And you feel like you can do that and you can manage it until, and, and then you would do it and you would simplify it. And once you can do it and it is simple and it's part of your everyday, then we can add more. And until that point, like there's no point in overcomplicating it because you're just not going to do it. It means you're going to think it's too hard. Your brain's going to be like, nope, uh, that's complicated and I can't do that. So like a four part workout, if that isn't where you're at mentally, then we need to simplify it. So it is figuring out stuff that you can do and make it simple is what I would say with that. I mean, you know, you touched on it, you know, one minute's better than no minutes, but literally finding the task as you do with your clients is finding the thing that feels good to them and doing it a certain number, just doing it, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily saying I'm gonna do it for 30 minutes. Do you tell people to kind of put a time on it or do you kind of just like do it until you don't feel like it? Maybe that's a bad thing to say. <laughs> it's so, so I definitely believe in like the personalized coaching model. There's no one size fits all. But yeah. I would say one thing that I do is I have like kind of daily movement challenges. And, mm-hmm. you know, once you've kind of done like a month of them, if you don't like the current one, then you can just pick a different one. And every, every day there's different. So like today was meditative practice, but yesterday was jumping jacks. And let's say you really don't like jumping jacks and you really like reverse scrunches. Well, then just swap them out and you start with those. And so that daily movement challenge is something so simple that you could do it anywhere, anytime in your clothes, folding laundry, like whatever, you don't have to make this big to do. 
but it usually starts you into being like, oh, well, what else could I do? Oh, yeah. How could I, how could I do more? Because I liked how that felt. It was easy. You know, like it's so simple that you could do it. And then from there, at some point you're like, yeah, I like doing this. I want to do more of it. Your brain is like, this is cool. That that's literally like how it starts. It's, it's getting started. I mean, so I'm also a chemistry teacher, physics teacher. Like I understand this principle of momentum and like that initial, that initial input and getting over that initial force that block. Once we, once we get, once we get past that, the sky's the limit. It, it, It is like, I literally started with one day. I was like, I think I'll go running was never a runner until college. And then I was like, Oh, I kind of like this. And then and within two years, I'd run my first marathon. Wow. And now not everybody has like that. Like, that's just my personality. But, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was finding something that I really enjoyed. That's the piece that, you know, it's finding something that you enjoy. And then you just want to do it more because you enjoy it. And typically when we feel good in our body, we typically want to do more things that make our body feel good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you said that, you know, finding, again, you're stressing, find nothing that makes you feel good because, you know, how many, you know, you have the little workout tapes or whatever, you know, like, and you're like, oh, let me do this with, you know, Suzanne Summers or uh, that's an old reference right there. (laughs) You know, people know her for what, Three's Company, but I'm talking about when she was in Step by Step, like TGI Friday sort of stuff on ABC. Anyway, you may be too young for that, but anyway... (laughs) But, you know, like you're like, oh, I hate doing these stupid workout tapes or whatever. And you're not going to stick with it. You're literally telling me, find the thing that you love to do and your body feels good doing it. And then, you know, and and then kind of do it and and keep going. So I appreciate that advice right there. So hold on. Let's go to the next one. Accountability. We already talked about this, but it definitely matters. I know it does. (laughs) <laughs> 1000%. I mean, like, if you can't do it, you hold yourself accountable to it, then it's time to like up the level. And I mean, like, if you have like your ride or die best friend, you're going to do stuff with you sign up for a class, like all like, you hire a coach, you, you have some, some external factor holding you accountable. You're, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I know you're like, way, way, way more likely to do it. Yeah. 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 And An external motivator. Yeah, and and you know, and th- and that's it, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, just like, that, that's all you can say really about that one. Um, okay, so I am I, I'm glad that you came on the show because you know I've you know got a little bit of coaching a little bit about you know what kind of mindset, and then also just encouraging me to find something that feels good. So I definitely can appreciate that. I'm so excited that Allie was able to do this. I'd like to thank her, Allie Privet, for being on the show today. And if you are an online coach like Allie and that you have an amazing message and you're transforming people and changing their perspectives of certain things like exercise for me, <laughs> we'd love to have you on the show. Go to fempreneuronline.com slash guests to apply to be on the show. And so at the end of every episode, we always say, who's next? <laughs>